This is the Leap to Freedom Show, and I am your host, Maria Condi. Today on the show, I have a special guest with me, Kirsty Verity, and we are talking all about taking that leap out of corporate and creating a business model that is sustainable and that is going to give you that freedom lifestyle that you want. She is an Amazon expert and has sold over 17 million in physical products on Amazon and has coached over a thousand Amazon sellers to build businesses to get real results. She will be sharing with us her journey from corporate and making that transition into having that freedom lifestyle that so many people aspire for. Hello and welcome everyone to the show. Today I have Kirsty Verity and we're going to be talking all things passive income and taking that leap out of the corporate world and doing something that you love that's going to pay you also. So welcome, Kirsty. Thank you for having me. It is, you know, as we talked about just before the show, uh, creating uh, passive income and being financially independent for women is really, really important to me. And, you know, when I saw some of the things that you've done with your Amazon and things like that, I thought, oh, I got to have her on the show. So I'd love to know a little bit about your background and how you, you know, your transition out of corporate doing what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So um, as you can probably tell, I'm from England originally, the north of England. And um, I was there until I was about uh, mid-20s. And actually, when I left university, I decided to um, do the, you know, backpacking thing. I went around Australia, I went around New Zealand, and I absolutely loved it. I also grew up watching... um, a few show, a few Aussie shows. Um, we love our Aussies in England, and uh, I yeah. always wanted to to go there and and move there because England's lovely, but it's also wet a lot yes. of the time. Very and different cold. from Australia. <laughs> yeah, very different. And basically, I just wanted to be able to, you know, have have sunshine all the time, be out and about, be able to, you know, enjoy an outside lifestyle. And so that's what I decided to do. So um, I I was in marketing at the time, and. Uh, I kind of started my career in marketing and uh, I was with a friend of mine and we both decided to go traveling together. So we, we went around Asia first. So we did Southeast Asia, which was awesome. And then we ended up in Australia and uh, I got another role in marketing. And and then we decided to get a camper van, drive drive around Australia for about six to eight months. I know somebody else who did that too, bought a camper van and drove around Australia. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Kind of get everything out of the way before you kind of settle down. Right. So that's, that's kind of what I did. And um, I settled in Australia and um, it was interesting because that was a big goal of mine. That was like, yeah, that's what I really want to do. But once I'd achieved it, I was kind of like, okay, what what am I supposed to (laughs) do now? (laughs) Yeah, what next kind of thing? And I kind of spent, I'd say a good eight years trying to figure that out because I was in corporate marketing and um, I worked on brands like Pedigree, Whiskers, Mm. uh, Sensodyne, Durex, um, very different brands, very different businesses. Um, and then my last role was like a marketing director for oral health, which was, you know, all the kind of toothpastes yeah. and dental care and all this stuff. And the thing was that as I kind of went up the ladder, I didn't get to do as much of the fun stuff as what I loved to do, which was all the marketing cool stuff. Right. Um, I just ended up more sandwiched between, you know, what shareholders want, what oh, my yeah. wants, and then also, you know, working with my team and making sure that they're you know, they're fulfilled and they're, they're able to do what they need to do. And time crunch as well, you know, so money crunch, yeah. I was getting paid well, but yeah. I just 
I was just going, I was just spending it on rubbish basically, because I, I felt like I, I needed to get over the week. Right? Yeah. You live yeah. for that Friday afternoon, right? It's when exactly. You and then Friday off. afternoon became Thursday night, which then became, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't think I can continue to do this for much longer. And, um, it's funny because you know what you think you might want when you actually get it, you're like, yeah, yeah I don't think I want this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, so I spent quite a lot of time just trying to figure out what I actually did want. And um, I did lots of different courses and kind of trying to think of, at first I thought, yeah, what I needed to do was replace my salary um, and do something different. But I didn't really understand what what I should be doing, what business model I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do real estate. Maybe I should do, you know, different types of things. And so I spent quite a lot of money actually just trying to figure that out. And I ended up going to a seminar, which um, it was a bit of a weird one. It was one of those NLP style ones yeah. that get you into a cult at the end. But I was, it, I did actually get one great thing out of it, which was um, building a vision board. Um, and yeah. I just spent, I know a lot of people talk about this stuff, but actually if you put the time in and really be honest with yourself about what you really want, that yeah. is a great catalyst to make sure that that's if it's constantly in your either your vision yeah or um you know just just in your surroundings and so i really figured out that i wanted to be free and i know a lot of people talk about freedom but really for me it was being able to work from wherever i wanted to work and have enough money to just do that and then someone introduced me to the 4 hour work week and then i read mm-hmm, that book. i love that yeah yeah and i was like okay okay, that's the practical side of it, right? That's yes. that's what I need to do is find something that's going to give me some money so that I can achieve this kind of free-flowing you know, lifestyle that lifestyle you want. That yeah. I wanted, yeah. So up to that point, I was looking for models that basically gave me the money but didn't give me the lifestyle. And it was great because it really focused me in the right direction. And yeah. that's when I started to look at e-commerce and ways to be able to achieve it. I did things like, you know, sell on eBay, um, but that didn't fully give me the model that I wanted. Also, um, how to, you know, develop my own websites, but there's a ton of other stuff that you need to know around that. Yeah, that's very high tech involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I discovered the Amazon business model, all that, like you say, the tech stuff was already sorted. Amazon do all that. They do all the warehousing. Um, Mm -hmm. They do all the customer service stuff. And I just had to figure out great products, which is kind of what I did you know, in my corporate world, yes. branding, which I do in my corporate world and, um, you know, manage the numbers, which I did in my corporate world. So it kind of took a lot of the different roles that you need to fill in the business away. And I just mm-hmm. need to concentrate and fully focus on driving that side of it. And so that to me was just the bingo moment. I was like, okay, this is, this is the thing. Now it took me about three years to kind of get there. Um, I spent like $60,000 on courses and stuff, but you know, and I, I think, think most need- people go through that. Even you said at the beginning of, you know, you trying to find your path, you yeah. try a whole bunch of different things. And I think that's part of the journey of it though, too. Yeah. Totally. You're going to learn what you like, what you don't like, because you might not know to start with, right. Until you actually start taking some action and start walking that path. You yeah. don't always even know. Exactly. It's, it's not like you can read a book and say, oh yeah, that's my path. You yeah. have to actually do it and see how it feels inside of you and go, oh yeah, I like that. Or I don't like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, you've done amazing now because you've done 17, over $17 million in products on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, once you figured out the path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think once, once you've figured it out, 
then that's when you can really kind of focus in. And if you have the right why in terms of why you want to do it, then that's what keeps you motivated. Um, Because, you know, I think a lot of people think, yeah, it'd be awesome to have a business or it'd be awesome to have a business on Amazon um, specifically or, you know, awesome to sell my own products. But if you don't have an intrinsic why, you're going to come up against roadblocks. You're going to come up against speeder bumps or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But you have to, you have to smash through them. I mean, it's not like being an employee where you've got that safety net, right? You have to have enough yeah. oomph to kind of keep going. It's a completely different mindset when you switch out of the corporate world into being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the programs I offer are around that mindset, the confidence and the wealth mindset that are required to actually be a successful entrepreneur and your yeah. self-leadership and all those things that going, go into that. Because it's, um, one would think it's all pretty easy, but it's actually not. <laughs> It doesn't not, always but, translate that well. <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, even if I th- you think about, you might feel that, yeah, I'm a go-getter, you know, say, say you think about you're in your job right now and you're like, yep, you know, I'm the first one to put my hand up for the mm-hmm. project. You know, I'm the, I'm the person who's going to lead the teams and everything. Um, that's awesome. Um, but you, you, we still have that safety net of the, you know, the healthcare, the, um, yeah. the salary, although we think it's a safety net, but you know, at what, any one time, someone can pull that away from you as well. Right. But we just kind of don't feel that at, the, at yeah. that point in time. So yeah, it took me, I would say it probably took me a year actually, once I'd even started to even change my profile on LinkedIn to say that I was no longer, yeah. you know, working for GlaxoSmithKline, right? I a was whole new of, persona comes out. Yeah, then, right? yeah. Because I felt a bit like an imposter. I felt like, yeah, yeah I'm doing all right, but Am I real? Am I an entrepreneur? I don't know. Am I an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah. You haven't fully embraced it, embodied it yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a process. It's now I know people, and it sounds trite sometimes. You know, people say oh, it's a journey. Enjoy the journey. But yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's, it is. Yeah. And there are ups and downs. You know. Yeah. Regardless, being an entrepreneur is not just a happy. Even when you have that freedom lifestyle, stuff still goes wrong. Life happens still. You yeah. know. Life yeah. doesn't stop all the other stuff. Stop, you know, people don't stop getting sick and, you know, yeah. Elderly parents don't, don't stop aging all of a sudden. And you know, it just, it, life still carries on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you have to deal with those things. And some of them are hard and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. And it's even harder, maybe if you're an entrepreneur, because you can't just take a leave of absence from your job and still get paid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you have to deal with some of those critical life moments. Right. Yeah, totally. And yeah, unless you're making millions and it's, you know, hopefully you have things on autopilot at that point. Yeah, yeah. But even then, you know, you you still want to make sure that it's still moving forward and you're yeah. growing. And, um, you know, it's like more money, more problems, right? It's just kind of yeah. different problems. That's, that's how it is. And I think one thing that I like to, and you talk about the mindset stuff, one thing I like to reframe is also, rather than think about it as a problem, I always say, how many solutions do I have to yes, find today? Absolutely. That right. wealth mindset is that they find this, they look, they like challenges because, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, the, where's the solutions, like you said, but with that lack mindset, they, people automatically go give up. They just say it's, you know, too hard or it's not going to work. And they start blaming other people. Yeah. And, but, a, you know, that true entrepreneur wealth mindset is you find the solution for it. Yeah. And you don't yeah. stop until you figure it out. Yeah, totally. And, and kind of, enjoy the fact that you're figuring it out yeah. rather than, you and know, see it, see it as, as fun. Like I, I like challenges. I like fun stuff. I got to be careful when I say that because the universe can give you too many. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that many. Thank you. <laughs> but I do enjoy, um, 
it'd be pretty boring if it was just constant straight oh, across the board, totally. you know? Yeah. Um, it'd be great for a short period of time, but then you'd be like, okay, I'm bored now. What am I going to do now? Right. Yeah. Cause I think there's an adrenaline that goes with it a little bit too. Totally. It was funny, actually, even in my corporate role, I was always given the turnaround projects. So, um, you know, I had the, I I didn't want to work on the brands that had the, you know, $50 million budget because you were always managing risk in terms of you losing something. Right. And so I prefer to always be focused on how am I going to gain something rather than trying to make sure that I keep my market share. I'm like, no, how, how can I, how can I get more? How do I jump in here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just find that a lot more exciting than um, trying to manage, you know, um, other people's expectations. If you, if you don't, if they don't have any (laughs) and you kind of exceed them. Exactly. Exactly. When you're setting that new ground, that new territory, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Now you offer, I mean, what you do is actually not that, uh, not that easy, easier said than done, Yeah, you know, to hop on Amazon. Lots of people think that you can just hop on Amazon and it's, there's a lot of stuff to be able to do it well. Yeah. And um, I don't expect you to go into all the details, but you do offer programs and things like that to actually help people do that because it is, there is a lot to know to be able to be profitable on Amazon. Yeah. Anybody can throw stuff up there and do things on it, but to be profitable is another story. Yeah, no, and not have right. a, a whole garage full of coffee cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised how many people have that? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I think um, because Amazon has just exploded in terms of third-party sellers, which is what I like to call us. Yes. And what we really focus on is what we call private labels. So rather than yes. there's different models that you can drop ship other people's products. Um, but really we focus on building your own products. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you have to design a whole new product. It's more about servicing the demand with a yes. better widget than someone else. And so yeah. that's how, how we build businesses. So there's the great news is there's lots and lots of data that you can actually pull from Amazon now. And there's lots of other tools that have built up around this industry that can give you some really good uh, market data around what's going to work and what's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we start. And then we have parameters around, you know, what makes a, a, you know, a good product versus a bad product. And also what makes a good product for you based on your budget and based on what you want to achieve, because, yeah. you know, someone might have a hundred thousand dollars to spend and you might have $5,000 to spend. Mm-hmm. Two very um, different markets. You're going to be going into what you can yeah, do and stuff, right? Totally. So. And also someone might have a team already because they've got mm-hmm. another business and you, you, you might be on your own. Most people that we work with are usually on their own. Um, they might be in a partnership, say with their family member or their husband, mm-hmm. wife, whatever. Just getting some traction and trying to learn and yeah. grow in this world, right? So Exactly. So, um, you know, smaller budgets, which is totally fine, um, and just kind of finding their feet. So what we really help them do is find the right products that's going to give them a certain amount of income every month and then get that money back resourcefully and then yes. be able to, you know, invest back in the business. Then expand on, yeah, just, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Model. And um, because most people jump in, you know, to left feet and they get so excited as we all do and want to grow this massive business, which is totally doable, but want to do it like in six months because they've seen someone somewhere that said like me, right. Oh, I've sold $17 million on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but that's since like you started 2013 or something yeah, like that. Right. Totally. So yeah. yeah, it's not um, like since last Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But, though I think, people feel like they're behind the eight ball if they're not doing things quicker. Yeah. And so um, one thing that we really like to focus on is what is your journey? Where do you want to go? Don't worry about everyone else. That's showing you what's possible. 
but really and social media is really that. bad for that too. You know, yeah, they, totally. they really, you know, most people don't see what goes behind some of that and yeah. they don't see the profitability. Like, you know, you could say you sent, sold 17 million. My brain first goes to, but what's a profit, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, was it 16.2 million as your cost, you know, so you're left yeah. with like a little fraction of that, yeah. you know, and that's what can happen. Or totally. you could sell 17 million and it cost you 18 million, you know, so you're yeah. not doing so good. No, exactly. So, and people don't, you know, they can truthfully say that they sold that number, but it's not, there's a whole bunch more to that picture. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it really depends on what stage you're at in the business. So yeah. one thing we really embrace is the profit first. Um, I philosophy. love the profit first philosophy. I do yeah. it in my, I have had three businesses now and I put it in every single one of those. It's, it's awesome, isn't it? And it, yeah. I think it, it gives you permission to take yeah. money out. It also gives you permission to make money um, yeah. and it gives you permission to grow resources. And reinvest, yeah, properly. Yeah. And so um, really what it means is whatever stage you're at in the business, you know, you'll, you'll probably take more profit percentage right up front because you've got a smaller piece of the pie. And then as you start to grow the business, your profit percentage will come down, but the you know, the absolute number will go up. Mm. Right. And so that's what we really yeah. focus on with people as well um, to make sure that that number one, they'll take some money out, but also be able to grow the business and um, do it, like I said, resourcefully. So, you know, at a $17 million level, say that's per year, what you'd be looking at, we want that to be around 20%, right? 10, you know, 15 to 20%. Um, but if you're doing, you know, a million in your first year, then really we're looking at around say a 30 to 40% profitability because that's going to give you enough cash flow in the business to be able to pay yourself and also reinvest as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, we'd work with people depending on whether if they're starting out or if they've already got a business to um, put those parameters in place. I love it. I love it. And I was just going to ask another question. I just, I got so engrossed in what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. And oh, I was going to say, um, I know we talked about sort of minimum investments you suggest people to get into that market because, you know, you do hear a lot of people saying, well, you can start it for zero dollars, basically, which you probably can, but might not well, be the best route, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, with, with the model, you know, with the private label model, mm-hmm. you have to buy product and yes. then you have to brand it. And so there is a cost there. Yes. So um, generally what we say is, we'd like, we like people to have at least Mm $5,000. Now that includes lots of different things. So that would include, you know, you have, so for instance, just being on Amazon on a pro account is $40 a month. So you have to have that available. Uh, We also say it's great to get a market research tool, which might cost you $70 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, you have to buy the product. You have to you know, get a logo, a logo might cost you $300. We like to use something like 99 designs or something like that. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you need to get your first order sorted. And then you also, that that would include the cost of the product and also the shipment to Mm -hmm. Amazon. And a lot of people don't even see some of those things, like the other costs behind the scenes, right? A lot of people don't recognize some of that. I don't realize they have to pay for some of that stuff. Exactly. And then there's, there's things that eat into your profit or take away from your profit, Mm -hmm. totally um, valid, but you also need to know that as well. So using Amazon FBA, it's their warehouse fees. Plus they also take what we call a referral fee, which is like, if you were going to send traffic from Facebook, Mm -hmm. um, it would cost you a certain amount. Yeah. You have to pay for that somehow, some way. Yeah, exactly. So Amazon does the same thing. They charge a 15% referral fee, 
which is based on your sales price, but that's only incurred when you sell a product, right? Ah. So the great news is you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising. So that's number one. But then also they do have a platform, Amazon Sponsored Ads, which is one of the ways that we recommend to get your products visible in front of people. Mm -hmm. Because there's a long list. Like if you had a coffee cup, you know, there's a long list, but to get yourself towards the top, you have to pay for that privilege. Absolutely. And you also need to know, um, it's very simple actually, because I'm not like a techie person. I'm not like, you know, so this is how you think about it. When you go to Amazon and you look to buy something, you're going to type something in the search term bar, right? Yeah. And then it pulls up some pages. So what we want is to be visible for all those terms that people are typing in. And we want to be visible for the most um, typed in yeah. name, right? That's what we want to do. So that's how you have to think about it. It's like searching on Google or whatever. Yeah. What would you be called? What would you look for? Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The main keyword would be coffee cup, right? That's what you're looking yeah. for. So it's coffee cup. And then you want to be on page one, basically, of that of that main term. That's where the majority of the sales are going to come from. And so that's what we help people with as well is figure that out, understand mm. how much it's going to cost for that. And if you can't afford to you know, be visible for coffee cup, then maybe the next thing down would be hot coffee cup or yeah. coffee cup with handle or something like yeah. that, right? And so that's what we help people figure out along with their budget. So... You need some budget to be able to get get heard and seen, if you like. Yeah. And then the more people buy on that, then the more organically you go up the rankings. Yes. And then that's when you really start to make the money because you're not paying for those sales in terms of advertising anymore because you're organically ranked and you're sitting yes. nice and pretty on, on page one. I love it. I love it. That is uh, Amazon 101. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Do you have any recommendations for people at an early stage in their business? Um, It might not just be Amazon, but just in general, you know, you make that leap out of corporate and started a business and you probably remember those initial days where it's like, Oh, this is rough. (laughs) Um, Any words of wisdom? Yeah. I I would always say, you know, what I did was I, I actually, you know, negotiated a redundancy for my work. So I had like a, a, ne- a nest egg, if you like, mm-hmm. I had a, a year's pay. So um, it gave me security while I was trying to figure things out. So I would say either have that ready to go or build the business as you're actually still working yes. and give yourself um, a specific amount of time each day to move the pebble forward. Right. And so it's the same in, if you were going to do a fitness program, then and you wanted to you know attain a certain goal six pack abs right you would do yeah. something every day every day that would yeah allow you to get to that goal and so that's how you have to think about business um and just be honest with yourself and ruthless with yourself and don't go overboard so again if people are going on a diet or what people want to do is they want to give up smoking give up drinking you know do a 25k run and all this other stuff right and it's like yeah. no just no one thing one. And focus on that one thing. Focus yeah. on that one thing. So that's what I would say is just carve out two hours a day and figure out, okay, what's the key model that I want to do based on my lifestyle? And then what are the core things that I need to do every day to help me get there? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I really believe in that when you talk about the four-hour work week and stuff, that's part of being really focused, focusing on that one thing and doing yeah. it well, getting it going. And then you can start scaling and and building a business that you can do a four hour work week. Yeah. Um, when you're focused like that, because if you're trying to do a million things at once, it's going to crash and you're going to have to start all over again. And it's not very productive. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Now we're going to go into a little bit of an insight round here and Mm -hmm. just a little bit more about you. So 
what is one mindset shift that um, you had to sort of transition through to be who you are today? Yeah, I think it's taking on the challenge, um, but seeing it as a challenge and not as a problem like we talked about earlier. For instance, in my coaching business, I was outsourcing a lot of things that I felt like I wasn't good at. So, you know, the marketing side of it, mm. the um, the building the funnels and doing the Facebook ads and all this other stuff to help us like build that business. And it was actually costing me a lot of money and I, yeah. I was getting substandard stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to figure it out and I'm just going to do it. And so once I took hold of the reins, I, I, I kind of figured out that actually, no, I know what I'm doing and yeah. you know, how do I just streamline it? So I think, you kind of put limitations in your way. So I would say just, even if you don't know anything, don't worry about that. You can figure it out. You can, everything you is figureoutable. Yeah, totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Um, now, do you have a favorite quote? Yes, I do. I, the one I always come back to is feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh yeah. yeah. Love it. Love so it. So it's like, cause and we all get scared, right? The fear is going to be there regardless. All the, yeah. t- like it's, it doesn't just go away. It's what yeah. you do with it. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. feel so much more energized when yes. you push through it than if yeah. you just kind of just went, ah, no, nah, I'm not going to You can it. use it to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be your, um, like the adrenaline that goes with it. Sort of. Yeah, thing. exactly. It's yeah. Like that. yeah. I love it. And most of my listeners are huge, avid book fans. So I always ask everyone, um, what book they're reading right now? Yeah. So I'm actually reading Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have that so, under my bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. It was, it, you know, I've kind of come back to it. I started it last year, but I don't think I was in the right headspace to kind of like absorb everything. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I need to start investing and, you know, you know, making my yeah. money work better. Work for, for you. Yeah. And I find his books are quite heavy to read. Yeah. I like listening to him. I like yeah. being at his events, but his books I find are really heavy. Yeah. And you have to be in that right space to be able to absorb so, it all and to take it all in. So he did and, another one called Unshakable, which is kind of yes. like a, a summary. So I, I've read that and I was like, okay, now I'm ready to read the full, yeah. full monster. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. I'm Cause I have that one and it's, I, every once in a while I'll pull it out. It's like, Ooh, this is intense. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know, doing what you're doing and being able to repurpose some of that income into building passive income yeah. is really, really important. Yeah, totally. And, you know, for life, for the longevity of your life too. So you're not having to work forever, but also for, um, to give you a more freedom lifestyle too. Yeah. Put it this way. I wish I'd have done that when I was 18, you know, when I first oh, started, I know, right. I just wish I knew all that stuff. I wish I cared enough to, <laughs> to do it. I'm a CPA and I was trained in that, but I never really understood what it really meant. Yeah, exactly. You no, know? yeah. Like I, I knew on paper and textbooks and stuff like that, all those things, but until you live it in your real life and you get to like, I'll be 54 next week. And it's like, Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. And now I have a 15 year old daughter. And it's like, okay, here, $2,000. This is what, this is what this does in 40 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing as well. And the kids are like, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, do it. Exactly. Do it. Whatever. Right. Yeah. That's, I was no different. Whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. my paycheck, I need to go buy the new latest dress right now. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. This has been amazing. I uh, love having conversations like this. Um, where can our audience find you? Yeah. So our main website is um, goteamreal.com. And on there, we have some free training. If you want to like know anything more about Amazon, Uh, we also have a podcast as well. So you can hang out. Oh, great. Yep. Great. And And I'll put all these in the show notes too. So people have them. 
Yeah, brilliant. And, yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to just understand a little bit more about how we can help as well, you can just email me direct at Kirsty at GoTeamReal.com. And I'm just Kirsty Verity everywhere on, on Kirsty Verity, making it easy, right? Making it easy. Simple. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show with us today. And I'm sure my listeners are appreciating too. And um, thank you for your time. And awesome. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>